Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. I am your host, Kyron Morrison, and I'm joined by my good friend and co-host, Joel McDonald. How are you doing, sir? I am very good. How are you, man? Yeah, good. Um, you know, just <laughs> every time I feel like we've, we've done one of his intros, it's sort of been like a... I sort of miss all these other things, though, but uh, otherwise I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, living that quarantine life, trying to live our best life, that's what we're doing. That's how we roll. I, uh, I mean, I've been keeping, I've been trying to keep busy as much as I can. That's good. Like, especially because, I mean, I, obviously we're still going to work. I think it's broken and things up a bit more for me, but still, even, even in a, in a, in a, obviously your situation is much different, but I'll still come home and I'll be like, oh, here I am. Yep. (laughs) As opposed to there would be sometimes when I'm like, I'm going to go see a movie with some friends or go get some dinner. It's just like, yep. Just, uh. Yep. See, the, the the movie thing for me hasn't been too much of an issue because actually a lot of things, if if I may be completely honest, a lot of things haven't changed. Like the only thing that's changed is I don't go to work anymore. Um, apart from that, like we didn't get a whole lot of visitors at our house, and with Griffin, it's hard to do stuff. And yeah, so that's one thing as well, though, right? Like, that's when I come down and see everyone. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's very true. Um. But it's like, the, it was yeah. like it'd be like the perfect solution for us. Like, oh, I've got a weekend with nothing on. Let's see what everyone else is up to. Yeah. Except now it's just like, guess we'll do a party chat. Yeah, which has been good. That's been it's, fun. It has been good. It's been, it's it's um always good to sort of catch up. That's why this podcast is also fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's I I I I think the the movie side of things, if I may, like be so like you know may divert slightly. Uh, it's been this whole situation with like movies getting released early to digital has actually kind of worked out almost better for us. Well, yeah. Cause you were able to see onward. I was, yeah. I watched onward on Friday. Uh, it came out on Disney plus here and, uh, I freaking loved it. I loved it so much. It was great. It made me cry. And I was like, this is great. This is really fun. Um, all the, it's like, on, on my D&D, list. yeah, all the D and D stuff in it. It was like, ah, oh, this is great. Um, this is really, really fun. And, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And I kind of like those, like, fantasy in a modern setting sort of things. I like that kind of mashup, fantasy mashup. So it was kind of ticking a lot of boxes for me anyway. But, yeah, it tells a pretty sweet story. And, uh, I, yeah, I was very satisfied with it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's been on my radar really since it was announced, obviously, because, I mean, it's hard to say no to Tom Holland and Chris Pratt. Yep. Uh, and, yeah, this was – it was actually – so weird to be like because obviously before this all went down on was was about to come out so much so that like the cinema here had like a preview screening yeah and then like the next week it was like sorry closed yep well it had been out in america for like a a month or so Oh yeah because america um yeah that stuff usually gets it ahead of us lowly australians yeah, they don't do the thing where it's like, it's a kid's movie, it has to come out in the school holidays. It's gotta be a school holidays, so all the kids go to the cinemas. Yeah. Uh, we watched. We also watched Trolls World Tour as well, which is pretty good. Yeah, I really we, like we, that. We've discussed this. It Rachel Bloom's pretty- in it. I like Rachel Bloom. Yeah, she's great. Um, you should watch Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Uh, yeah, I'm getting to it. Uh, <laughs> you, Joel. Joel. <laughs> I, hey, hey. I was on the last season of The Office and I had to watch the last few episodes and I had to work myself up to watching those. All right. Because I knew fair. they were going to emotionally destroy me, even though it's the third time I've watched them. But oh, I fucking love that show. Um, but yeah, and apart from that, I've been doing some baking and some cooking. We bought a uh, a 
Aldi knockoff Thermomix uh, last weekend. Um, so instead of paying like two and a half grand, we only paid 300 bucks. Um, it's a good deal. Like, especially yep. if it does all the things that Thermomix does, like, there's like I don't one or see two why things you it, wouldn't. There's like one or two things it doesn't. Like, it, does, it doesn't have like, the new Thermomixes have like all the recipes in like a digital cookbook that you can- I tell you what, has, like, I've, I've seen one of those and it's just, it's still weird to me. It's it. They're pretty cool, but like, oh yeah, super. Cool. They are they are two and a half thousand dollars. Yes, it's like fuck that. Um, whereas this one's three hundred bucks, and I've made some pretty fucking good things. I made my second lot of brownies today. They were great. I made a peanut butter and chocolate chip bread. I've made the best curried sausages that I've ever made in my entire life. Um, yeah, so it was good. Lined up at like seven thirty in the morning to go get one, and uh. It's like this is that's, six- to be fair, like that's a really that's a pretty adult step forward, right? Like I still yeah. remember lining up at midnight for a switch. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, well, I remember doing that too. So um, lining line, queuing up in the morning for like a home appliance is very mature. I, I yeah. expect it. It's a little more. It's a little less civilized. Actually, no. The, the line that I was in was pretty good, <laughs> except for one. How many Karens were there? One fucking bitch that rocked oh, whoa. up. Whoa, whoa. I no. I hate. Wait till you hear what I fucking say. I'm going to get on my high horse today. So I get there at like, I got there at like quarter to eight. The store opened at 8.30 and I lined up. I was like six person in line. Everyone had just sort of made a line, you know, like normal fucking people do when they're waiting for something like that. They're Observing like, social distancing, I assume. Oh uh, yeah, of course. You know, yes, 1.5 yes, meters good, apart. Good, good, good. Um, everyone was being it was all above board. Uh, I was sort of like rolling my eyes a little bit at the lady who was wearing gloves and then kept touching her face. Um, but you know, that's a, that's another conversation for another time. And Ew. so at the store opens at 8.30. At 8.26, this fucking bitch rolls up, wow. right? You were just she, unleashing. We are, we are like under seven minutes into the show. I've never, I've never been involved in a line where everyone has sort of rallied together for a common cause. And she rocks up, right? And just stands near the front of the door, right? Ignores the line completely. Doors open. She just wanders in. And everyone was like, what the fuck? Like, are, are you fucking serious? I, we've all, like, been... And then so, like, I go in there and I, like, go to the spot. I find the spot where they get the thermocookers and I'm like, grab one. And I'm walking down to the register and she lines up behind me and her partner must have come in afterwards and lined up with her. And she's just like, yeah, everyone's telling you. I've had, like, three people say to me, like, oh, there was a line, there was a line. And she was like, "I, it wasn't an official line. And I'm like... What defines an official line? Like Joel, what? Those, those kind of people cannot be reasoned with. I know. Like, just, I was it, just it like, just, it is impossible. I, I was so close to turning around, just being like, uh, normal fucking common decent human beings, you stupid cow. Anyway, that's that's my that's my that my, my rant about stupid people <laughs> for this we week. Go? Oh, there you go. There you go. There you yeah, go. Yeah, done. Anyway, uh, myself, I'm waiting for a show to start. But actually, actually, it started today, but I haven't ah, watched yes. it yet. I did say that came out. Is that Penny yes. Dreadful? City it's of Penny Angels? Dreadful. Which, yeah. <laughs> which is funny because I have absolutely zero relation to Penny Dreadful at all, of course. Yeah. I, I mean, but, um, I, I remember watching- I hear it's the, good. Yeah. I remember watching the first two episodes or something when they came out, but um, back in the day, and I, I liked it, but I just never went back to it. And yeah. Um, But yeah, I as soon as I saw the trailer for City of Angels, I remember messaging you being like, I'm assuming you're already onto this and you're like, ah, oh, fuck yeah. Across it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a cool concept for a show. Uh, and I didn't realize fucking Nathan Lane's in this one as well. Yeah, he is. 
yeah i'm like okay and it's like like hot like the golden age of hollywood era kind of thing as well in la definitely from what i from what i know of the original penny dreadful a bit of a change yeah yeah uh, but yeah, so hopefully that's good. I'll probably watch it, fire it up after this is cut together and then I'll reward myself with a little treat. Hopefully it's not bad. But apart from that, yeah, yeah like I've personally for me, it's, it's been a bit easier to avoid being stir crazy except for obviously finishing work. I'm just playing the same two games and I'm beginning to wonder if it's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> to be I... fair, like I, I, pay, I play one for two days and then usually I trade off to the other one for two days at, I tried it right yeah, too, but like, it's just, I'm like, is this an issue? That's fine. And I mean, look, the thing is, are you having fun playing those games? Oh, absolutely. See, then there's no issue there. It's fine. I'm playing, I'm playing the same games because I've got nothing else. So <laughs> that's what I'm doing. Not to say, not to discredit those games whatsoever, but. One of them is a game that I'm still playing. Uh, yep. One of Okay, we won't put... We're going to go to quest log soon. We're not bringing it up because this is not a quest log thing. This is just a thing that I notice every time I'm playing Animal Crossing and I go to someone's island, I'm like, wow, this island is cool. I should do this or do something cool to my island. And then I'll go yeah. back to it, I'm like, ah, oh, it's so many hours work, though. It's just... See, here's like, the thing. You think that, though. But then <laughs> if you start doing it, it actually doesn't... So I... I, I I'm going to... Cool, another tangent thing. I started modifying my island. I hey saw man, I was, this is this is a, a tangent ready podcast this week. Yeah, look, it's spoiler been a quite alert. week. <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot going on. Um, but yeah, no, I I was watching uh, uh, Griffin McElroy's stream. Um, his last one he put up on YouTube because he's been doing a lot of Animal Crossing streams. He's very serious about Animal Crossing. He's got like patterns on the ground with like charts for like color combining flowers. Right. And had yeah, he's he's I've, like I've, legit. I've started trying to get into that, but it just seems to be way over my head. Oh, the flower stuff, I can't be fucked it's, with. Like, it's, it, it just reminds me of like EV training Pokemon. It's like whoa, yeah, like I, I'm out of my depth here. Yeah, I stumbled across. I somehow managed Flowers to get look pretty. Yeah, I somehow managed to get orange roses and black roses, and I'm like, cool. That was a nice yeah, happy I, mistake. I got um orange something and black tulips i think i was like cool i guess (laughs) yeah like uh good good for me yeah so i was watching him play and he's got his house set in like he built cliffs up around around the outside of it and put waterfalls coming down i'm like that looks fucking cool and i'm like don't want to do it with my house but my museum i can't do that with so i spent like an hour doing that and i was like this is kind of fun it was a pain in the ass because i had to figure out how to get it right uh, and now the museum's been upgraded and it's like, it doesn't look as good, but it, it's, it's fine. I'm happy with it. So that's the thing, right? I always think about doing it. And then first of all, like, so the, the, um, terraforming's fine enough, but then I'll get, I'll inevitably while I'm going, cool, I'll put this here, put this here. I'll get to a point where I get to a house and it's like, oh, that's like a, that's a day job. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I've like I've I've got most of my residents living in the one spot, but I've still got like three rogue ones living, yeah. uh, four rogue ones living in other spots, <laughs> and I'm like ah, I, I should move those. I'm also currently working on trying to get Ricky to leave the fuck off my island because I, I think we all him. have at least one villager that we're trying to kick off. Yeah, Ricky needs to leave ASAP. Um, but I've got my I've hit my cap of residents. I got Me my too. last one today. She moved in today. I've got Blanche. She's pretty cool. She's like I think a. That- Ostrich or something? My cap one was uh, Lucky. 
the the he seems like he's a dog, but he's completely bandaged up except for like one yellow eye. Yeah, I have seen Lucky. Lucky, Lucky makes me you, uncomfortable. You can, you can stay here. Lucky makes me very uncomfortable. Nah, he's fine. He just runs around all day. Like literally, I don't think I've ever been able to go into his house because he's ever he's either asleep or he's just out running around. I'm like, all right, Lucky. Well, <laughs> you know what? You do you. You the last, you. I think the last one I had visit, one of the last ones I had visit my island and my campsite was Marcel. And it was like, obviously like a play on like Marcel Marceau, the the mime artist. And it was like a, oh my God. It was like a, a dog that had like mime makeup. And I'm like, nope, you can leave, please. <laughs> I talked to them once and I was like, nah, you're good. See you later. I'm still devastated that Kiki didn't want to move into my island. Start breaking. There's always next time, Joel. There's always yeah, next time. Fingers or you can just, or just buy the trading card and then, she, then Kiki has no option. I would be lying if I said I hadn't been looking at that. Um, <laughs> you know, those, those trading cards. I'm just like, fuck, I wish I had a hindsight. Bought a it's whole funny, bunch of right? those back in the day. Turns out, turns out jokes on everyone who's just like, I don't need those Animal Crossing trading cards. Turns out you do. Yep. They are a hot commodity now. Sure are. Mm. But yeah. Um, but well, that wraps up pre-quest log banter with... Animal Crossing slipping in there because I don't want to actually throw it in another quest log. Yep. Uh, so let's just let's just get into it, Joel. Let's go officially officially into the quest log. Mission completed. Quest log. So as we mentioned at the top of the show, it's going to be this is going to feature some banter. Yep. And some some inevitable tangents because it's been quiet, Joel. Not. Like I said, I've been playing the same two games and I really don't want to bring them up because even though one of them is just mean to bring up and the other one I've I finished <laughs> and I'm like bursting at the seams to talk about. And I don't mean this as an insult to you, but I'm not sure if you would get much out of my talking. It would be me talking at you and you'd just be like, yeah. And I, yeah. I'm I'm still wa- I'm still patiently waiting for yeah, that's Australia also Post to you'll, deliver you'll my copy of that game. Yeah, so. so for me to talk about all that stuff would be... Would be cruel. So, um, <laughs> I've been playing a game with you and a, f- a few of our friends, which has been cool. Uh, yep. But uh, I think we'll touch on that later. Is there anything that you want to bring to the table first? Uh, it's a game. I- I've had one other game that I've been playing apart from like Animal Crossing and the yep. uh, game we'll mention about later. Um, but it's a game that I've been. Lo- I was looking at ever since it released earlier this year. So it is a recent game, which is fun. You know, refreshing. Recent games are fun. You can yep. you can like t- like get it ready for later in the year. Yeah, and I'm, look, I'm, you know, at this stage, it's it's going to be you know a consideration. I don't know if it'll make the final cut, could but be, we'll see. Could be it could be a quiet year. We'll see. Well, that's it. That's the thing. Um, but uh, it's a game that popped up for a while. I've been looking at. I've been my my finger's been hovering over the buy button on the Epic Game Store for a while. Uh, but then it got added to Xbox Game Pass a, a couple gift. of weeks ago. Such a gift. Yeah, so I was like, oh, screw it. I'm going to play it there. Uh, and that is uh, Journey to the Savage Planet by Typhoon Studios. Um, so Journey to the Savage Planet came out in January this year uh, on... Which feels like an age ago. Yeah, I know, right? It was it was the before times. The before um, times. <laughs> uh, it came out on uh, uh, PC, PlayStation 4, Xbox One. It says on the... I think that's wrong. The Wikipedia page says Nintendo Switch, but I don't think it's been even announced for that. I don't think so either. Yeah. I, I feel like it'd probably run on the Switch. Actually, it'd be a what, pretty good Switch game, to be honest. What engine does it run on? Uh, Unreal. Probably, then. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's completely out of yeah out of reach. Stay tuned, I guess. Wait. The inevitable Nintendo Direct where they announce some ports that will probably be in there. 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I think this would be a good one for the Switch. Um, so Journey to the Savage Planet is a first-person, uh, not shooter, first-person exploration game. I guess it's probably the, the best way to putting it. Um, I think the way I described it to you when I was first playing it um, was like, it's like a mix between No Man's Sky and Borderlands with like a dash of Metroid Prime. Um, so I know that sounds like a bit all over the shop, but like the art well, style. I mean, yeah. As I say, I, I definitely, cause yeah, when at a glance, those three games are like, what, what the hell is this? But then when you specify which parts, parts from each of them it takes, it actually paints a much better picture. Yeah. So like, I mean, if you look at a trailer for it, like the art style is very bright and colorful and it does, does give me some like, like No Man's Sky vibes. Those kind of like that same sort of color palette with those like, like weird alien locales and stuff. Yeah. And like bright oranges and purples and things like yeah. that. So it's, um, you know, very similar in that way. Um, in terms of like the writing and its humor, it's very borderlands, which I think is why it's clicking with me a lot. And why I think some people it might not click with as much. It might get like get grating after a while. I totally understand that. Um, and then the Metroid Prime stuff is just because this is kind of a Metroidvania game. Um, the basic setup for the game is that you, you're um, you're an employee of Kindred Airspace, uh, which is listed as the fourth best interstellar exploration company. Um, and uh, you, you've been sent to this place. They have this program where you can go, uh, you can sign up, and you get sent to a planet to see if it's habitable by, you know, human life. Uh, and to explore it and make sure it, you can, if it is habitable, explore it, find out as much as you can about the the planet and report back to Kindred Airspace so they can go, oh, maybe this could be a place where we could go to, that humankind could go to and, and colonize. Um, so you arrive on this planet, your ship crashes, classic sci-fi, you know, sort of thing. Your ship crashes and, and you've got like a little bit of a snarky AI that, um, which I think is called EKO. Um that sort of, you know, provides you with your direction through the game as well. And also some, you know, snarky comments to you as well. Very dry, snarky, robot-like humor that you would expect from something like this. Uh, so you jump out of your ship and you realize you've got to repair your whole ship uh, and, and find fuel to, to get back off the planet. But in the meantime, you've got to try and uh, use your visor to scan as much life form and f- a different flora and fauna and different resources and all this sort of stuff to um, gain as much information as you can about the planet. The thing about the planet is there's this giant tower in the middle of it. Um, and it's very mysterious and very ominous looking. Uh, and the whole thing is you've got to try and find your way around the tower and see what secrets lurk beneath the surface of the savage planet um and i'm already getting you get a whole bunch of uh like video messages from the president of kindred aerospace uh and through that you sort of get alluded to the facts fairly early on that there's something different about this planet um i just hit a point last night where they were they were talking about something that's living in that, that might be in the middle of the planet. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, but apart from that, you're just sort of wandering around and scanning all these things. And you know, if they're hostile enemies, defending yourself, um, collecting resources, you can craft new upgrades and items that you can use. Uh, they're all things like, you know, double and triple jump and upgrades to your blaster 
and um, different kinds of items you can use. Uh, and they vary from things such as um, like consumable items like um, normal grenades and acid grenades. Uh, and you've also got things that you can pick up this goo that's like a, you can throw it down and it creates like a bounce pad. So you can like bounce up in the air or you can put it under enemies and bounce them into the air. Um, and you've also got this thing called Grob, which is a um, a product that's within the game. It's like a, it also has commercials, which I'll, I'll come back to in a minute. Um, and uh, yeah, basically that works as bait. So you can throw it down and like some, uh, some creature types will like swarm around that. So if you need to complete a challenge, like by killing a certain amount of enemies at once, um, that can be a good way to sort of lure them into one spot. So you can make it a bit easier on yourself. Uh, and then you've got other things like a, a, a like a, a grappling hook as well, which you can use to get around the environment. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm really finding this game to be quite a lot of fun. Um, I'm it's always, because I, I remember, you're not the first person who has spoken about this game and uttered the words Metroid Prime. Mm-hmm. And it sets, I would say, unfair expectations for me. <laughs> like Look, when, I, when I think about Metroid Prime, it is still in my opinion, unmatched by any other first-person adventure shooter game out there. I as think... As far as, like, atmosphere, exploration, yeah. platforming, all that stuff is just... It is still the king of all of those things. I, um, I don't think it's on par with Metro Prime, but I think it I mean, takes... Look, that's, that's absolutely fine. Yeah, I get it. I think it takes inspiration from that. Like, you know, obviously, the, the, the most obvious thing is the fact that you've got a visor to scan things, and it is an in, integral part of the gameplay loop that you're scanning things to find more information out about it. And also because you're trying to find as much information out about the planet because it's part of, like, the narrative of the story. Um, Man, and, I miss Metroid. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> but then you've got things like the grapple hook and, like, you can see areas that you can't get to yet. And you're like, I know I'm going to be able to come back here when I get a certain upgrade um, because it's, like, obviously telegraphed that there is something there, but I can't get to it just yet. Uh so it also obviously encourages backtracking and, and accessing new areas to get new things. Um, I mentioned in terms of like the story and like the general, like just writing of the game being very borderlands esque. It's that very like dumb humor. Um, and I don't mean that in a derogatory way. I, I find I, I, I quite enjoy that. It's just like, it, it's dumb fun. Yeah. I was gonna say, I, I know exactly what you mean. It's just sort of, would you say even like sort of irreverent humor, like just yeah, just nonsensical at times, which is yeah, absolutely. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not completely opposed to it because mm. I do, honestly, if we're being real here, like at its worst, the Borderlands series strays too far from that and goes too far into like the immature stuff too often, and that's sort of where those jokes lose me. But I'm I'm down for just stupid stuff. Yeah, like I mean, there's like there's there's things like when when you when you die, your little robot companion thing says, uh, "Don't worry, you did your best. It wasn't very good, but it was your best." Like stuff like that, where it's just like yeah. obvious jokes that you're like, "Okay, I I I expect to hear something like that here," but it still gets a chuckle out of me every now and then. Um, and yeah, that, that continues because like the only person you really that really communicates with you, like for the most part, is this robot who's communicating with you constantly and sort of driving you throughout the game. Does it get annoying at all? Uh, I could, again, I could see how it could for some people. I think for some people, maybe it would great. 
Um, yeah. I have a feeling because I'm like, I want to say about two thirds of the way through. Um, so it's not an overly long game. I think it's it's a game. I've heard some people talk about it. Uh, uh, the guys on uh, the Besties podcast did an episode on it, um, and they were like, "It's that they described it as like a good game for a week, like a weekend game where you've got nothing else to play and you just want to play something for a weekend and you can knock it over." Which you you in like theory you could definitely knock this over in a couple of days, in a few days. Um, I've been sort of like playing like two or three hours a night here and there. And, um, yeah, like making pretty good, a pretty good clip through it. And I guess that's on top of like going back and collecting other things, like other like collectibles and things like that as well. And trying to max out the, um, the, um, Akinpedia, I think it's called. I don't know. It's, but the, the, the codex basically of the game by scanning things. Um, yeah. And I, I could see how that would be grading on some people for like the, 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 um, just having that one person communicate with you. Uh, but I mean, for the most part, you can ignore it. Like it's, you, if you really want to, you could turn down the volume on that and just read the title, like subtitles if you need to, if you want to have those on. Um, cause the music in this game is really good as well. Uh, it's got this sort of like, it reminds me of like, uh rebel galaxy rebel galaxy rebel outlaw i always get those two mixed up you're thinking of the uh, the ship game yeah like the, the spaceship spa- one the space shooty the, the arcade sim game that, yeah. that, that plays like a like a i don't know like a, a, a like a <laughs> i'm trying to remember the best way to describe it mm. like a a ship i like get a, a ship game yeah like like a like a like a space simulator game where you're... yeah but yeah but the controls aren't really like full 3d and very it's... much stuck on the horizontal plane i never want to yeah hear. i think it's that's very arcadey i think um it's outlaws the sequel actually yeah it's rebel galaxy outlaw yeah which is that which is the one that actually adds in the full three-dimensional flying yeah, I which think i could be I keep... way wrong remind me to go and check the epic game store if this i want to see if that's on sale because i <laughs> i kind of want to play that game um yeah so it has this sort of like you know alt rock country vibe to it also reminds me a little bit of borderlands as well in certain areas like those early areas in borderlands games i i could see that sort of stuff being reminiscent of borderlands like i remember especially in like the more wastelandy open deserted areas at the start of yeah yeah, that sort of feel too lots of steel guitar like it's yeah yeah the slide (laughs) guitar wow wow it's a it's a thing it's a thing yeah um and it's good and like it kicks up when you get into fights and stuff like that, or like just before you get into a, a combat encounter or something like that. Um, so it's like kind of dynamic in a way. Um, so that's really fun. Sets a really good atmosphere for the game as well. Um, the gameplay itself, this is like, I guess, it's not entirely an indie game, I guess, and it's not really a double A game. I mean, those lines have been being blurred for a long while now. Yeah. So- it sits in. Yeah, it can be tricky to categorize them. Yeah, it sits in that kind of like comfortable medium. Um, Typhoon Studios is actually made up of uh, uh, ex developers from. Uh, where did I see that? From. Can't even remember where I saw that now. But yeah, basically from uh, I think W Games Montreal, WB Games Montreal, uh, Ubisoft, and EA. So they're sort of ex members of those teams. Hanging with Stadia. They are hanging with Stadia, but let's not talk about that. Journey to the Savage Planet isn't tied to that, unfortunately. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, so the one thing I do want to, there's another thing I do want to talk about. So the only communication you have is with this, this robot basically, but you are still getting video messages from, uh, the president of Kindred Aerospace. Um, he sends you video messages that you can watch, um, when you get back to your like home base ship basically. And, um, those are where the story comes into play. That's where I started to hear things about like, there was one where I got back and he was talking to someone on the phone and he didn't realize that I was there like listening, like, Oh, okay. And he was like, huh? Okay. You are. So you've been there for a little while now, huh? Okay. Well, here's the thing. And sort of started talking about stuff. I'm like, okay, interesting. Um, but there's also, uh, I just collected the last one of them last night cause I got an achievement for it, but there's about eight or nine, also, uh, commercials, uh, and they're the, the, the president of Kindred Aerospace and these commercials are live action for the most part. They have like actual people in them. Um, and these commercials are for like products that are obviously, you know, overseen by like Kindred Aerospace or like the Kindred company or are paying for airtime on, um, this Kindred TV, KTV, which is the network that you're watching stuff on. Um, and they're for these ridiculous, sometimes grotesque products. Uh, and I'll just say that if you have ever watched Tim and Eric and enjoy that kind of style of humor, um, you'll get a real kick out of these because some of them are just fucking so ridiculous. I can say, but I've never watched Tim and Eric, but apparently I like a lot of Tim, Tim and Eric memes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I can see that. What I- from what I've seen from the memes I share, it's like, oh, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, Tim and Eric is very, very much an acquired taste. Um, and I totally understand if people don't like it. But um, it, this sort of runs in that sort of like really, like like you said, irreverent humor sort of thing. And um, like one of them's for, uh, it's, it's, it's Mini More Monkeys, I think it's called. And it's basically like a play on sea monkeys, but it's like a little mall. And you grow these little people in this Petri dish and you put them in this mall and you can watch them walk around and stuff like that. And the commercial's like, watch them shop and, and interact with each other. And if you want to, and it's like shows the person pressing this button, it's like, you can initiate Black Friday mode. And it's like everyone starts like rioting and kill, like bashing each other with chairs and stuff. And it's, um yeah, it's pretty like, okay. There's one for like a video game as well, like a VR video game um, called, oh, I can't remember what it's called. It's like MOBA, 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 Mobile. VR edition or something like that. Oh, is that the one um, you sent me? I did. Yes, that's what I sent yeah. you the other night. Yeah, that was an experience. Yeah, so they're all very much like that. Um, and like they don't need to be in there, but I kind of, I kind of like it. They, they, they're really fun to get back to that. I like mean, after a while, get back to my home ship and see that I got a new commercial to watch, and I'd watch it and be like, that was ridiculous, but I enjoyed it. I mean, it sounds like it just adds to the game's per- personality, right? Which yeah. Is- and- and like sort Important. of, and sort of world building as well, because the, one of yeah, the first commercials you I get, see that. one of the first commercials you get is for Grob, which is the stuff I was talking about before. It's actually a food, uh, quote unquote food. And it basically like, it can become any food that you want. Um, It kind of okay. almost reminded me a little bit of like the imaginary food from like Hook with the Lost <laughs> oh, Boys, where you're going to like imagine <laughs> and stuff. Um, Whoa, but, that's a deep cut. Okay. Yeah, right. Um, but the but the stuff itself is just like this purple sludge, um, 
And yeah, it's very unappealing, but you can make it taste whatever you want. Um, but it's also really good as bait. Uh, but yeah, like funny this, about yeah, yeah. Uh, this this is a it's a really fun game. Uh, I I'm enjoying just like wandering around these areas and lots of like platforming and trying to figure out where to get from platform uh, from from point A to point B with what abilities that you have. And if you can't get there yet, going keep that in the memory bank. I'm gonna come back here later. Um, I'm looking forward to sort of getting to the point where I've got most of the upgrades unlocked and just going back through and just finding as much stuff as I can. Um, but it's bright, it's colourful, it's a good distraction. Uh, if you've got Xbox Game Pass, like, it's free. You can play it now um, and go and download it. Uh, yeah, I highly recommend this game. And considering, like, 2020 might be a relatively quiet ga- game, I think at the very least it will be a an honourable mention at the come end of the year. But... I honestly think this is a pretty solid game. It was sort of kind of what I felt like playing. I was at that time. I was like, yeah, this is what I needed to play. Nice. Um, That's good. Like, I'm glad you're enjoying it. I know hmm. that like when you were describing it to me, it's definitely on my list. I just, mm-hmm. it's, it always comes down to that main thing for me. I just, I need to boot up my Xbox, right? I need to boot yep. up my Xbox. Um, and I will do it because I do want. I do want to play it. I know it's got co-op. You were telling me it's got co-op. It does. It has two-player so co-op, which is cool. I want to try out two-player co-op at least and mm-hmm. uh, sort of see what this game's about. I sort of feel obligated when so many people again have described it with with comparisons to Metroid Prime, which is one of my all-time favorite games. So yeah, I feel obligated to at least look at it. Yeah, at least play a little bit. Yeah, I think you'll get a kick out of it. Like it's it it is it is a fun just. Like a dumb fun game, um, it's like it's like watching like an action movie where you're just like, I know this is going to be stupid, but I'm having a lot of fun while I watch it. Um, and similar sort of thing, I'm like, this is stupid, this is dumb. Um, at the start of the game as well, like another stupid thing you can do, you pick your character, and it basically like sets what kind of grunts and stuff that because your character doesn't talk, but there are like grunts and reaction sounds that they make, like death cries and stuff like that. Um, and you pick a whole various slew of different people. Um, I picked like a girl character. One of the characters you can pick up is, is a dog. And from what I've heard is it like, it reacts like a dog. So instead of like going, uh, and ah, it goes, as you're playing the game as well, which is pretty funny if you're into that kind of thing, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's very silly and it knows what it wants to be. And I think it's a, this is their first, this is Typhoon Studios' first game. Um, I'd say I'd be very excited to see where they go from here, but it's probably going to be something that I'm never going to be able to play because it's going to be on Stadia. So, we'll like, I mean, um, Stadia games aren't necessarily exclusive, but they certainly are. I mean, Google, if they're putting money in, they're going to want something out of it, but I guess we'll see. We'll see. Well, the it's thing too is, too early to call. Yeah, and the thing is that like, they they they're very keen on like making this game like that. They're okay and open to making this game exclusive to certain platforms because it is on Epic Game Store as well. That's is it. I think it's exclusive to that on PC. So, uh, but yeah, I think and even if you if you don't have an Xbox and you're still interested, I don't think it's that. It's like forty fifty dollars maybe. I think at most maybe sixty at like full full price. So it's. Not bad. I definitely think you can get $60 worth of gameplay out of this game. Like, there is enough in there for you to, like, get a lot of fun out of it. Yeah. But that, yeah, Journey to the Savage Planet. Check it out. Yeah, like like I said, I will. I, I pledge that I will get to it. Yes. I'm, I'm curious to see what you think about it. 
so I guess now let's move on to our. I wouldn't even say. I'd say our main deal. Uh, yeah. So there's a bit of bit of there's always a bit of story behind games like this. In particular, at least once once a week, I'll be sitting there and I'll be thinking to myself, "Man, I really miss Left 4 Dead. I just miss it." Yeah, absolutely. Like Valve's just sitting on it, and that's fine. Like, I guess Valve, you do you. Put out a Half-Life yeah. VR game, but can be played by a small fraction of the Half-Life audience, whatever. But yeah, so anyway, Vermintide Two has always been a game that I've been looking at. The uh, I follow the obviously the Easy Eyes, and I know they talk about it a lot. Yeah, and they played a lot, and I've watched them play it, and I always think. Gotta get this game. Gotta do it. And uh, it just so happened that during the Easter sale that was just... Well, I think it's still running for another couple of days on the PS4. It was going pretty cheap. Yep. Like eight, seventeen dollars for the for the base game or $30, I think, to include all the DLC. Maybe not all the DLC because it was a more recent one that came out this year. Yeah. But I was just like, you know what? Screw it. I'm all like... Another thing, another reason this has just appealed to me is... We haven't really had a multiplayer game to play for a while. Exactly, yeah. Like, it's something that wasn't, like, yeah, a, a multiplayer game we, in general, but something that wasn't, that had, like, a little bit of substance to it. Because, like, we obviously had Division 2, but I had to make a call when 7 Remake came. And of course, yeah. Both games were like, hey, look, we need 100 gig. And I was like, oh, Division 2, I promise I'll come back. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's just... So now this has to happen. It's we all right. We'll, to... we'll come back to it when the season pass goes on sale. or the, um, the Honestly, that's probably spot on what will happen. The Warlords of New York expansion goes, goes on, on sale. Yeah, goes on discount, yeah. Uh, so now, yeah. But man, I was actually surprised how big Vermintide 2 was as well. But Yeah, it's pretty beefy. Now, my Vermintide 2 knowledge is very limited because it's set in the Warhammer universe, which I know absolutely nothing about. Yeah, I was going to say, like, my Warhammer <laughs> knowledge in general is very much non-existent. Which is why I led into this from the angle of me thinking, man, I miss Left 4 Dead, because I don't want to come across someone who was just like, oh, man, a Warhammer game, because honestly, I know nothing about this series. I don't. I know it's popular tabletop. I know it has a billion different video game yeah. franchises, uh, but I know nothing about it. So do not come to this expecting... Warhammer knowledge, and if I get anything wrong, please forgive me. <laughs> yeah, we, we've come to like refer to like the enemies as like ratties. There's rat boys. Rat boys. There's a bunch of rat boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like the, the Uruk, the things that look like the Urukai. You know. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, what it is. So it's a co-op focused action game that's in the first person perspective. Uh, yeah, I've, I've honestly got to wiki up just to say this at least this part here. Because otherwise, I would have no idea. Yep. So it's set in, in the Warhammer fantasy fictional fictional universe. Players battle cooperatively against the Chaos Army and a race of rat men known as the Skaven. So there you go. The Skaven. Yep. The Skaven. We just call them rat boys, but whatever. Yeah, rat boys. Um, r- roll the raddies. Roll the tongue. A lot. A lot better. <laughs> kill some raddies. Um, kill some raddies. So there's five playable characters, which I actually should pull a list up of because I don't have it available. Yep. Um, and they sort of each of them sort of scratches a different itch, I guess, depending on what you're after. Mm-hmm. I would say that they made two really good ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like three, three pretty okay ones. 
Yeah. So I'll, I'll just quickly, I'll run through the characters that we've been playing as because there's no point to talk about the ones we haven't touched. So you're playing as Sienna, which is a, a battle wizard class. Yes. You have a lot, you have a lot, you have a lot of fire. All about that. Making things burn. Yep. Seems really cool. It's pretty fun. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. I'm not going to lie. Um, so, I, yeah, because like, each character has like three different classes. Yeah, three, like, cl- yeah, class tiers is probably the best way to put it. Yeah. So the one I've got at the moment is all about like, because uh, each character also has like a melee weapon and a ranged weapon. Uh, my ranged weapon doesn't have ammo, but it basically has like a bar that fills up. And when that hits like max, um, I basically die because I've been consumed by fire. <laughs> Uh, and at the moment, mine sort of my character build at the moment is based around uh, if I take damage, that bar also I don't take damage, damage or as much damage, uh, and that bar, but that bar fills up a lot quicker. Um, so yeah, it's like it's managing, a, it's a gamble. yeah, trying to min max my like damage to a burn ratio. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun though, setting things on fire. <laughs> Uh, and I'm playing as Corellian, who's a Wastewalker class, But because I'm also at tier 3. The best way to describe my character is an assassin, right? Yeah. I go invisible and do lots of backstab damage. Like a ranger, rogue character. Yeah, yeah. ranger, got, got a bow, yeah. So pretty much just standard sneaky, stabby fair, mm-hmm. which is very much my aesthetic in these sort of games. It's my, it's my thing. Uh, honestly, so this is where, I, again, my character's fun, but when you talk about what your character does and what you've got to balance, so far mine doesn't have anything too tricky. Like, I can do bonus damage based on, like, staggering enemies and, again, the usual backstab damage, especially if I come from Cloak. But really, my character's kind of a standard fare so far. Yeah. Yeah, it's... But, yeah. From what I can tell, it feels like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so those are the two characters we're playing as. There are others. There's a witch hunter as well. There's a little, little dwarven boy who seems to be the ranger funnily enough. Yeah. And then there's also just a general sort of like Merc yep. sword and board sort of Marcus you know, Kruber. Yeah. Our bot boy as we call him. Yeah. Good old bot boy. He, he's, he's saved our bacon a lot in our three player games when we've got a, a bot. Really he has. He picked up books once. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. He's, he's definitely a, a valuable asset to the team. He is. He's Sometimes he's better than us. <laughs> yeah. So, so, um, I... Why do you want to start talking about this game, Joel? Because it, it, the Left 4 Dead vibes are very strong. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, I just, I like it. I don't know. So in Left 4 yeah. Dead, like, you have the hordes of zombies. But in a lot of, like, situations, like, unless you're facing down a horde, you probably shouldn't be seeking out combat with them. Yeah. Where, whereas in this one, it's just like, hey, there's a there's rats. I'm like, I'm just going to go kill them because it's fun. Let's murder them all. Um, I think it's because like we we went back like um, a couple of months ago. We went back to Left 4 Dead 2 on PC and had a, a, a you know mess around with it because um, we sort of had that itch and we wanted to scratch and we're like, well, we both own Left 4 Dead 2. We both own PCs now. Let's and it's and it's fixed now. The Australian version isn't yeah. muted anymore. We've got that. We've got the, the the good edition with with melee weapons and dismemberment and all that kind of fun stuff. So like, oh, fuck it, let's have check it out. And it was it was fun. It was a lot of fun. But it definitely feels dated. Like, it definitely feels there are games that have done that type of game, but better. And I feel like Vermintide 2 falls into that category. Where it's there's a lot of things that it feels 
it's not perfect and it's, there are, there are parts that are rough around the edges but i feel like i don't know the 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 objectives and like and stuff even though you're doing the same thing like holding a point moving through areas holding a point that kind of stuff they sort of mask it in a way that it feels exciting each time you do it and there's been some I mean, genuinely the, exciting moments that we've had playing for me it's just sort of been there's been some cool maps right yeah exactly yeah uh, but again, a, a lot a lot of my bias towards this game will come from me just. I think I think it was like Act Two, Mission One, where you're like just killing your way through the countryside. I'm like, man, I just I miss those old PS2 slash GameCube like Lord of the Rings hack and slash games. Because right, it, no joke. As we were running running through the, that forested area, it just feels like I'm killing my way through like the last fight in Fellowship of the Ring. It's just how it feels, and then I get nostalgic and miss it. Yeah, uh, th- there was. But I just I can't say no to just cool melee, fantasy based combat. I just can't, especially in a game like this where it's just mowing down hordes of just monsters. <laughs> yeah, like there's there's one particular moment that stuck out with me as well, where we finished a map from the DLC that we don't like the the you uh, myself and you and and Brendan don't have the DLC because no. we have the the, the base edition. Um, which, we, we we skimped on it. We were like, ah, we'll, well, we'll just we don't know if we're gonna like it yet. Well, here's the thing. Like, I I I I think this is a deserving shout out here. But Karen, you you bought this game for me, and I'm very very thankful for that because it was very nice of you to do so. I just wanted, I I know how things have been for you, and I know we've always been on the lookout for a multiplayer game, and it was seventeen dollars. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> what yeah. am I gonna spend seventeen dollars on besides like <laughs> Uber Eats or a coffee and something? It's like. It's, Get y'all, get, get, get yeah. y'all a fun little game we can all play together and just kill rap boys. Yeah, so I, I very much appreciate that. So, like, uh, but we we teamed up with our friend Ben, who bought the like the the edition that had the DLC with it. Um, it must be nice edition. Yeah, exactly. So he um, to be fair, like it's only like the must be nice edition at the moment is like thirteen dollars extra. So yeah, it's not it's, like not, he... not, a whole, it's not breaking the bank too much to be honest. <laughs> no. Um, but we jumped into a game with him where he was the host and we sort of went, oh, well, he's got the DLC. I wonder if we can play it. And so he selected a mission from the DLC and we got to play it. So if even just one of your friends owns all the DLC and they are like the host of the game, you can play that basically for free, which, which is cool. It's really cool. That's really neat. Um, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. So, um, but in that one of the, the mission we played from that, from that DLC, it basically ended with us being attacked by like a ship that was firing cannons upon, upon this like, uh, like dock area that we were running through. And the last part was basically us running. And like, while this like scaffolding was collapsing around us and beneath us. Um, and it was, there was a moment where I was running along and I saw, was it, I think it was you that fell off, that got hit by... No, no, it, it wasn't me. It was, um, was it a bot boy or Brendan? Yeah, it was Brendan. Cause it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't cause we were playing with Ben cause it was in the DLC. Oh, so yeah, that's right, yeah, it wasn't so yeah, I, it was I'm pretty Brendan. sure it was Brendan then. So he fell, he fell down and I, I went to go help him out. I saw you were already there helping him out and I'm like, no, I'm going to keep running then. And like ran by you guys and over party chat. Brendan's like, oh, help me out, please. And Karen's like, I'm doing it, I'm going. And we're just like bolting for this like like extraction point. And it was genuinely it was exciting. Like, it's like towards the end there, it was just, it was Brendan and I, because we obviously we were lagging behind a bit. Like we were both just walking backwards. Brendan was swinging. I think he had a, I'm not sure if I had his flail at that time. And yep. I was just shooting my bow into the massive enemies. And it was just, 
it's just a cool moment. I just it's just cool. First of all, having a bow and arrow in it, almost any game. Of is course, cool. yeah, hundred percent. It just is. I'm sorry, I don't make the rules. That's just yeah. how it is. Uh and yeah, just shooting into a massive enemy is just fun. The sound effects are good. I like them. I think that's another point where where it differentiates from something like Left 4 Dead. Left 4 Dead is very much focused on like gunplay and ranged attacks. Um, two obviously, yet, sure. two obviously had like the melee weapons, but they it was very easy. I to wouldn't get, recommend it. Yeah, it was very easy to get overwhelmed. Whereas this game sort of like almost nearly always defaults you to the melee weapon. Because here's the thing, right? I guess in, in both games, the mobs serve different purposes. And this one is just like, mow these guys down. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Left 4 Dead, if you start getting overwhelmed by zombies, it's like, look, this is bad. Like, you're not... Again, it's, it's just this little change that I, I respect how Left 4 Dead does it. And I, I do actually kind of prefer that direction for the zombies. But yeah, they're more of a fight them if you have to situation. Whereas this one is just like... We're just going to throw them at you and you and you will just mash R2, which yep. is your melee attack, and you'll just become a blender. And, and I'm fine with that. <laughs> the thing is, though, it's also still very easy to become overwhelmed as well. Like it, cause oh, yeah. The like, thing is, there's, there's, there were several points where we were like, there was because it has like, obviously, like the horde horns, sort of like the horde stuff happens in Left 4 Dead, where they'll just sw- throw rats, like enemies at you. And there's been several times where we've been like, happily just slicing and dicing one side and be like, oh, cool, we're done. And we'll turn around. It's like, oh, there's some more. <laughs> Slice and dice them too. Yeah. Well, and but the thing, yeah, like they, it, they will flank you very easily. <laughs> like the, you'll be, you'll be facing forward, like slashing your way through this horde, like this, like horde. And you're like, ah, cool. That's all good. And you're like, oh, wait, I got hit in the back. You turn around and there's like 15 more rat boys there. And you're like, wow, oh, okay. Off I go again. Whack, 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 whack. <laughs> Start mashing R2. But um, so yeah, sim- similar to Left 4 Dead, this also has a selection of sort of like special units, I guess, special enemy types. Mm-hmm. I would say they vary from okay to kind of like really hard to d- discern when you're like when you're in a, a mass of these things fighting. You're like, oh, okay, that's one of the heavy heavier rap boys. I need to be behind him because he's got a shield. <laughs> Sometimes it can yeah. be those sort of ones blend in, whereas like the the Ratling Gunner, which is like a, it's, it, it is what it is, right? It's a giant, it's a rat with a giant Gatling gun. Yeah. I don't know how to sell that better to you. Yeah. There's like your sneaky little assassin boys who'll sort of try to jump you and just stab the hell out of you. And the, um, the pack rats. Oh, are they ones for hooks? Yes. Yep. They suck. What, what, what's their equivalent in Left 4 Dead? There's um, the, what are they called? Uh, the, I want to say Licker, but I know that's not right because that's from Resident that's, Evil yeah, that's Resident Evil. Yeah. Um, you, you know the ones I mean, the ones yeah. that sort of just drag you out of yeah. the fight. Yeah, oh, like, man. That's going to kill me. But yeah. Yeah, I know, same, right? Um, yeah, so the cool thing about that as well, they all have distinct audio cues that you'll, like, because if you're playing with a bot, uh, or even if you're not playing with a bot, your characters will call out and be like, oh, there's a rattling gunner on the on the horizon. And you're like, all right, cool, keep an eye out for that. Even Even if sometimes you're like, where <laughs> yeah exactly but the thing is like especially with the, the the pack rats i noticed they have a very distinct sound that isn't like anything else uh, any of the other enemies in the game so as soon as you hear that audio cue you're like fuck where are they because they usually come from they behind say, and try and just go back to back and yeah, just like and try and hook you but same for like the assassins like they whisper and you're like oh this is bad yeah that's it <laughs> someone's about to get stabbed um there's the uh blight stormer as well throws out like a Ugh. a hurricane so, that you can get caught I up in hate those ones right yeah they suck i like the idea of them i really like i the think f- they 
Uh, yeah. And so, because, like, they'll throw out their little hurricane storm, which is cool. You can avoid that. But so often they'll turn around and be like, where are they? Yeah, that's it. You don't know where can, they how are. How can yeah. you throw that thing? Yep. Um, and if you get caught and you're like, all right, I guess I'm going to spin around in this for about 10 seconds or so, five to 10 seconds, and just be ragdolled. Yep. Which is fine. It's just, I don't know. Sometimes in some of the fights, they've been probably the more annoying ones because very rarely do I know what the hell's actually going on yeah. until it's happening. I'm like, okay, all right. Well, it's fine. That's an interesting point that you brought up about, like, about you can avoid their attacks. That's something that this game does different to Left 4 Dead as well. Um, and again, it's it's hard to like not compare the two because I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with this game being largely melee based, right? Because mm-hmm. Left 4 Dead is usually pretty, it's ranged. Generally, you're playing you're playing the dodge game anyway. We're like, whoa, whoa, they get too close to me. Yeah, like you could have a melee weapon, but I wouldn't, be, especially with the specials. I'm not sure how worthwhile that sort of is to go ham on them with like a bat whereas in this one because you're almost always at melee range you're like it does help to sometimes be like okay here's a warning circle there's going to be a toxic tornado here you're like okay yeah. i will avoid that thank you um but the game also gives you like you have a dodge like you can you can dash yeah. out of the way which is really cool like uh you can always you can dash backwards into the left and right um it's yeah it's really cool and it, it we didn't really use it a lot when we were playing on like lower difficulties, but when we started bumping the difficulty up a little bit, um, it sort of became a thing where you're like, all right, I'm going to have to start using this a lot more. Um, oh, yeah. Cause you've also like, got a block on... as well. You can block attacks and push people and back. A shove. Yeah. Yeah. The shove is very useful now. Mm, yeah. It's really cool. Like, um, and I, I really like uh, the weapon. One of the weapons I'm using at the moment, my, my staff that I've got that casts fire it's a um, conflagration staff, so uh, it, it it fires fireballs, but it has like a like a alt alt fire basically, and it basically puts like a giant circle on the ground that builds out, and when it reaches like its maximum point, I can like fire, and it will set that circle alight and basically just flame on people. Um, and man, that is so much fun to do. You see like a horde running towards you, and you like line it up, wait for them all to run into it, and you're like, and <laughs> you're done. Just set them on fire. Mowing down the hordes is just fun. Yeah. It's just mindless fun. I like it. It is a lot of fun. And, and I mean, like, on top of that that sort of, like, dock escape that we did, um, one of the other memorable moments was uh, the map where we were in the mines. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. So there's a map where you, you go into these, like, abandoned mines, uh, and there are parts where it is say, literally... You say abandoned. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, quote-unquote abandoned. Um, but there are these parts where it is literally pitch black except for a minecart that you're pushing forward that gives you your only source of light. Um, and sometimes it would funnel you onto bridges to follow that minecart. So you were locked on this like very thin bridge and then they'd send a horde to you and you were like, where the fuck yeah. is it coming from? Like just so many times just like looking out and like, I think the hordes out there. Oh God, there are all the red eyes. They are on this side. Yes. Oh, that's right. It's, um, it's honestly that was a pretty effective map. I was yeah, it was as scared really cool. as I could be in a in a game like this where I'm like, oh god, where are they? Oh, there they are! Stop! It was it was really really cool. Um, that, honestly, that's probably my favorite one so far. I think I, think, I really like yeah. that stage. That map was cool. I think that was my favorite too. I like that the, the end of that other one we played. Um, yeah, but the, the the parts before that were just kind of it was it was good. But yeah, that last part on the dock was definitely the highlight. I think. Yeah. Um so I I 
we've been pretty, you know, positive on the game. Is there anything yes, about maybe. the game that maybe you don't like? Um, look, we've only done two of them so far, but boy. So at the end of each act, there is a boss, and so far they've been pretty lame. Yeah, the first one was all right. The second one was definitely... The first one was all was fine, I guess, but at a certain point I ran out of like ranged attacks, so yeah, it'll be a lot of just waiting for him to teleport back down. I'm like, just just come back down here so we can stab you. Yeah, just come. Ugh. Yeah, I mean the second one was it was again fine, small sort of arena fight. He had like a big sort of staff that he could swing and do wide sweeps and then little daggers for quick attacks. But the, the like hitboxes on the staff sweeps were kind of weird. And I was like, I've dodged this. And he'd be like, actually, I've hit you and I've flung you across the, the, the arena. I'm like, okay, cool. But I'm almost certain I didn't get hit, but whatever game. Yeah. I mean, look, they've they've packed a lot of content into this game, into just the base game itself, that there there, there is some... It is very rough around the edges at certain points. Um, and so, I mean, we are playing the console version, so that is also... That's true. probably important to note. I'm not sure it could be way better on PC. Like, Having said that, though, um, considering the amount of enemies that can be on screen at, at once that are all rushing you, um, we very rarely encounter any slowdown. Um, or, oh, yeah, look, the game runs fine enough. I yeah. haven't really noticed any major issues. And we're all playing on, like, base PS4s as well. There, like was, oh, there was one map that had some really bad framey moments so where yeah. it was sort of like there was a wide shot over the city yep and the frame rate was having a bit of a struggle oh yeah having a bit of a wasn't great having a bit of a struggle. <laughs> mm. it's uh yeah like and i think if there was something else i had to pick up that maybe isn't great uh its loot system follows like a destiny style the loot is pretty bad yeah it follows like a destiny style like you know you're building to your light level or your power level or whatever you want to call it i can't remember what it's called in this one i think it's power level it's just like yes i think it's literally just power level yeah. or something like that um and so basically by equipping equipment that bumps that up um all that i can as far as i can tell all that does is it allows you to access harder difficulties for each map yeah because once you get a piece of gear like you can upgrade it tier wise because like there's obviously the traditional sort of like white blue white green blue and then we've gotten to orange and you can upgrade gear past those tiers but it doesn't seem to affect the actual stats or anything like damage stays the same and all that so all it does because as far as i can tell like green gives you like one extra element to it and then blue gives you like a, a like two of them and then, and then orange gives you like a, a special trait. Yeah. So special, yeah, yeah. Like a like a, a specific ability. Like a, it's, a legend, it's a it's a legendary. So yeah. like, and I get it, but yeah, the gear, the loot's just not rewarding. And yeah. like, there'll be missions where you'll come back and they're like, "Here's five loot chests," and you're like, "Cool, crap, 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 crap." And yeah. like, it's just, and because that's how you progress, I yeah, that is actually a good point. That's not one part of the game. I'm particularly fond of yeah if the game if the game wasn't as fun to play as it is i think that would be sort of like a point where you'd be like oh well what am i doing this for and if it was a major hindrance like it isn't like i'll crack a pack and be like okay that blue dagger does more damage i'll equip it like it's not like it gets in the way it just sort of makes the loot not it's not fulfilling like so far my weapons have barely changed i've had like two or three different dagger styles i think and maybe a couple of different bows Mm mm-hmm like, 
I, yeah, I don't know. I like I like when the weapons as you're gearing up visibly look different. Yeah, and these ones so far haven't. I mean, granted, there's a few tiers of difficulty to go through still, so I don't know. And the thing is, how deep it goes. They're all very similar named as well. They're always like, oh yeah. So I don't the, know, I'm just I'm just staring up and going, what's the difference? Here? Yeah, like it just seems oh, like okay. Crowd control, sweep attacks, damage over time. Okay, there we go. Yeah, I guess it's just once you once you settle into like what kind of play style you like, like the conflagration staff that I've got, I like those the best out of the staffs because the other ones you can get for this character are like a a fireball one, which is alt attack does like a giant fireball attack you can a, a fireball you can throw. Um, then there's a, like a beam staff, which basically turns it into like a just a death beam. Um, and then there's a bolt one, which gives you like a sniper bolt. It's like basically like an arrow, like a fire arrow you can throw, um, which they're pretty neat. But in terms of like what I want, I want to do massive damage, crowd control. And so yeah. having that giant circle that I can just set a light um, and and also in, in col- uh, collaboration with my like ultimate ability that i've got at the moment because each character has like a an ultimate ability that you have and each character has one for each class that you can pick between so uh, and they're all quite different uh the one i've got at the moment basically there's a circle like a a, an area of effect that will set the ground alight and just burn enemies uh but it also resets that meter that i was talking about earlier on so you easily have the coolest character. Yeah, you just do. it's yeah. I I'm pretty happy with the character that I ended up with. Um, but yeah, I mean, you would, you you and Brendan playing as the you have a witch hunter. You definitely those are the two cool characters, and everyone's sort of like you already you know what to expect from these characters. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but I mean, it's, some people like those kind of characters where it's pretty straightforward, and you just get in there, do the job, and have a lot of fun. Yeah, as because that, that so that is probably one thing I would say. As much as I'm enjoying the game. Uh, I'm not really attached to my character or my class at all. Like, I, I've got like the fancy tier three assassin, but I keep looking back and going, oh, the tier one. I had that cool like arrow volley, but just like ricocheted through hordes, and I don't know. I liked it more. But the thing is, too, like, there's no real penance for swapping between those. Oh no, because like your your XP carries over for that character. It's tied to that character. So if you went halfway through you wanted to change to the dwarf character you'd be back at like level one if you're starting out there but if you keep using that same that same character but swapping classes your xp still levels you up um which is pretty cool i i quite like that um i had something else i really liked wanted to talk about but i can't remember oh the um you were saying about not having much attachment to characters i don't either to be honest because i don't have attachment to warhammer but um, I must admit the writing and, and like the dialogue between characters, like the banter is actually gotten a couple of chuckles out of me a couple of times. Like it's, it's pretty funny. Like there's some, some good back and forth between the characters that obviously have, um, I, I was reading here on the, the Wikipedia page. They, they, the, oh, the game, the game def- definitely has a story. It has a story. Yeah. And like the, the heroes of I'm Uber not really following it, but the, the, the heroes of Uber Shrek, they have a history together and, and like, it's fun to hear them sort of like back and forth with each other. Um, the witch hunter also sounds like Nigel Thornberry, which is great. He absolutely does. It's endlessly funny. Um, and I think the um, I think the character I'm playing as is voiced by the woman who plays um, Madame Hooch in the Harry Potter movies, but I haven't confirmed that yet. But it's it sounds like her a lot. 
Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm having a lot of fun with that game. Look, I, I definitely am glad we picked it up. It's been fun as hell to play, just to sort of give us something to blast through as a change of pace. And yeah, just like, if there's one thing I want heading into the new generation, and it seems unfair to say this, is I want more multiplayer games, right? And I know what you're going to say, but here's the, here's the catch for me. I don't like Battle Royales. Yep. So that like knocks so many of those, because that's obviously the multiplayer thing, right? Yeah, of course. I don't, I'm not a fan of it. Don't enjoy it really. I don't either. Like I love a good, I love a, I'm a sucker for a good co-op horde game and it just isn't as many of them these days. It feels like, yeah. Or at least not as, not as many good ones. It's like we, you all win together or you die together. And that's, that's what I like. I like that kind of like, that's what I want to do. That's the type of game I want to play with my friends, where we're all having fun together and cooperate cooperatively, contributing towards the common goal. It's fun. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, been heaps of fun. Looking forward to playing more of it mm. and possibly seeing more of the DLC. Yes, but yeah, it's a it's honestly a, a game I'm glad I'm happy I picked up. Yeah, I, I'm yeah I'm very excited to play more of it. I've had a lot of fun with it. But uh, I think that's really it, Joel. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a quest like episode this week because, again, we in the lead-up to this, we were having a bit of a look and there's, there's, like, there's some small stories, but I don't think there's anything really worth us bringing up, really, bringing to the table. Not really, no. Uh, so we just decided to just go off a sort of quest log episode this week. Uh, we, uh, we are planning a... I, I, I guess I will just, it's a clear babies. I still am not comfortable with that name in a lot yeah. of context, yeah. but it's the best way to summarize it for, for next week. I mean, episode. after saying that we don't like them, it's a battle royale. Like it's, it's, a, it's true. It's a battle royale. That's, that's what it's going <laughs> to be. A, a certain amount of people enter one leaves. That's, that's how one we're rolling. Leaves, yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, this week we decided to keep it light because it's just quiet, man. It's like it's just quiet. eerie. Yep. Like the, the news sites are still there's still news and there's there's actually been a few rumors but yeah there's not a, not a lot happening yeah like and we thought which I get we thought about commenting yeah we thought about commenting on the rumors and stuff but one we couldn't find like a good overview of what's been talked about like so many of them I was like oh we could talk about this rumor oh it's been debunked yeah oh, okay yeah okay well file that under not happening yeah uh, it- hey who knows maybe maybe we'll look like fools when the Stadia Connect thing that happens is exciting and amazing and yeah. blows everyone's minds. Well, you know, if there's anything out there that, that, you know, you, the listener have been like wanting us to talk about, please hit us up. Like, let us know. Um, cause we'll gladly talk about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just really quiet at the moment. Rightfully so, unfortunately, but yeah. Yeah. It's just strange, still strange times. Uh, stay inside and just play video games. Absolutely. <laughs> Yes. Um, but apart from Agile, I think that's an episode, which means you get to take us out because I hosted this week. Woo! Strap yourselves in, everyone. It's time for another Jolly Mac outro. Uh, well, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. We very much appreciate uh, your patronage here. Um, if you like what you hear and you want to do something for us in these times, tell someone about us. Um, there's a lot of people out there that have probably got a lot more time now to listen to podcasts. Uh, and a lot of different podcasts. So please tell them if you think they'd like it. Um, let them know. Send them our to way. Fair, Joel, like a lot more people are starting podcasts. <laughs> Very true. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, but hey, we were here first. So 
<laughs> yeah, we were. Come, come, come to us. Like, we're like in the in the middle of like the the huge, 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 yeah. huge crowd of podcasts. Yeah. No, it's all good. If you want to start a podcast, all power to you. I, I honestly, I could recommend. It's it. fun. It's so much fun. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah. So uh, it, it, let someone know, please hit us up on any of our social media platforms uh, at Dialogue Options. Um, if you've got any tips, games articles, news stories, or anything you want us to talk about, or if you just want to talk to us directly and pick our brains about something, hit us up. Final Fantasy VII Remake Furies, send them my way. <laughs> yep. Just send them all straight to me. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, across all social medias, we are at Dialogue Options. Please hit us up. Uh, if you want to hit us up on our individual accounts, um, you can find me at Jolly Mac, where the last thing I tweeted about was uh, I just finished my third rewatch of The Office this week. Um I said that it's. I think. I. I think it's cemented in as my favorite TV show. Um. It. I still get. It. The emotional moments of the of that series still hit me, like a freight train. Um. And it still makes me laugh a lot. Um. Still makes me smile. It. I love all the characters, and I. I. I still think it's a really great show, even after Steve Carell leaves. Um. It's. It's great. There's nine seasons of it. It's just. A joy to watch. I really thoroughly enjoy that that TV series, and you can tell how much, like everyone involved, loved working on it and cared about the project. Like, because there are moments, those emotional moments, they the reactions and the responses that they get are genuine. Because like, it's not only those those characters going through those situations; it's those people, and it's it's beautiful. I think it's great. It's I think it's one of my favorite TV shows of all time. Um, and if you haven't watched it, it's hundred percent worth a watch. I know it is at at the point where it's like at risk of being overhyped, because um, a lot of people who do love uh, the Office are like, "You've got to watch the Office; it's the best TV show ever." Um, and I agree with them, but yeah, obviously, get your expectations in check when you're watching it. But that's my uh, the Office hot minute. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Karen, where can they find you? So you can find me on Twitter where I am at LemonManX. And as hinted at in most of my conversation, uh, it's been a lot of Final Fantasy tweets, but it's okay because that's not what I'm bringing to the table. Uh, actually, my, I've been largely retweeting recently, apart from my one yesterday where I was reminded that I've got a Birds of Tokyo album to listen to. <laughs> yeah, that's so right. hopefully I'll get that in sometime soon. Uh, but my mo- most recent retweet is actually, Joel, it's a sad weekend. Carl Bossman has left Easy Allies. Yes, yes. It was his final his final day yesterday. Uh, so he tweeted out a, a SoundCloud with all these dumb Kyle songs, <laughs> which I have bookmarked permanently now because there's some absolutely good, some legitimately good tracks in there. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so he all the best to him, obviously. But of course, yeah, sad, sad time. Uh, yeah, that's it. Miss Carl, I'm gonna miss Carl Bossman, man. Yeah, I'm miss him. Yeah. Uh, when's that last podcast going out? It's up now, man. Is uh, it? There's a the last podcast is up with uh, Jones. Is it up for everyone, or is it up for? Oh, good point. Yeah, the public might. I mean, by the time this goes up, public could be out. But, but because it's currently Patreon exclusive. I was gonna say because I'm broke, I had to cancel my all my Patreons, That's unfortunately. Fair. So I have to wait till it comes to the. That's fine. To the uh, the plebs. Um, yeah, I, I mean that should be tomorrow. I think, I think so. Yeah, I, definitely worth checking out. And then there's also a. Uh, a follow-up by Min Max with um, Ben Hansen from Game Informer, mm-hmm. formerly Game Informer, with a, a one-hour sort of chat with Kyle about 
being at the Allies, leaving, and what the future holds, and all that stuff. But yeah, just yeah. Shout out to Kyle Bossman for so many, yeah. so many years of so many great bits and some really bad bits. Oh yeah, that he acknowledges as well. He does. Oh yeah, yeah. He knows. Um, just one of one. He is one of the greats. He is one of the greats. Always will be. Put him in the hall of greats. They should bring him. Put to him the in table. A, just Kyle Bossman. They yeah. should. But um, yeah, that's really that's really all for me. Fantastic. Well, it's that time. Thanks again for listening, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Options podcast.